0: M S W Media This episode is supported by MixHers, a nutritional supplement that helps balance hormones. Get $5 off your first purchase at mixhers.com/dailybeans and use code DAILYBEANS.
1: Moves with
0: welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Today, Donald Trump has been charged with four counts in his plot to overthrow the government in 2020. Two Republicans have been indicted in Michigan for illegally accessing voting machines. After paying legal fees, the Trump super PAC is nearly broke. And it appears that Rudy Giuliani's discovery bill in the Ruby Freeman lawsuit has been paid by Donald Trump. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg.
2: Surprise. I'm here. I'm so glad you're here. Like I knew I was ready to take the podcast alone. But when the former pr- president gets indicted for the third time, you've got to be here. Like this is a big fucking deal. Like this is January 6th shit. Like he may actually go to prison, be held accountable, please, for this stuff. So I'm glad you're here. We're gonna break it down. Where are you? Yeah, I wasn't By the way.
0: I wasn't supposed to be here today. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm doing an arbitration, but I am here. I am recording remotely, so I don't have my fancy microphone. I don't have my studio. so please please forgive my sound quality. um but I I couldn't not be here with y'all today um everybody listening and Dana I had I had to. so I I made it happen and uh, we have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. Baby. All right, let's have a discussion about this indictment. There are four charges. Yes. Yes. Title 18, U.S. Code 371. We have 1512K, uh, 1512C2, and 241. Now, 371 encapsulates a lot. It includes the fraudulent elector scheme, the Pence pressure campaign, the riot on January 6th, and using the DOJ to subvert the election and coax out fraudulent electors. 1512-K is the conspiracy to obstruct and impede the electoral count on January 6th. 1512-C2 is the actual obstruction of the electoral count on January 6th. And 241 is the conspiracy against rights, and specifically here in this indictment, it's the conspiracy against the right for one or more persons to have the right to vote and to have their vote count. So we were wondering how he might apply that. Now we know how he is applying that particular charge. There are six unindicted co-conspirators named in. The, they're not named. They're named, they're given numbers. But we've got we've got a good idea of who they probably are. <laughs> at least most of them. Yes, I've been able to suss most of these out, uh, and these are just so far unindicted co-conspirators. And they appear to be as follows. The co-conspirator one seems to be Rudy Giuliani. Co-conspirator two seems to be Eastman, John Eastman. Co-conspirator three, Kraken herself, Sidney Powell. who, Co-conspirator four, the pantsless Jeffrey Clark. Co-conspirator five appears to be Cheesebro. And co-conspirator six is the one that's a little unclear. But I'm leaning Epstein, and, and those are beans. I'm not as certain about that particular one. It could be Waldron, um, but I I believe it's Boris Epstein. Could be Pete Navarro, but mm, I'm sticking right now, my heart's with uh, Boris. Again, they're still unindicted at this point. This is only an indictment against Donald Trump, and he's not called the former president. He's just called the defendant or (laughs) Donald Trump, which is nice. Uh, Now, this might be, to draw them out to cooperate or turn on each other. Or it might be because Jack Smith announced today he wants a speedy trial and adding all those co-conspirators could certainly slow things down. I mean, if you think Donald Trump can delay stuff by making... Yeah, no kidding. You know, uh, filings. Imagine six of these jackasses plus him uh, trying to, you know, delay all of this. Um, So we're going to discuss the details of this indictment, along with everything we learn over the course of this week, obviously on the next episode of the Jack podcast. I've also written a summation of this indictment over on post. I'm on post at Mueller, she wrote. Meadows does not appear to be one of the co-conspirators here, which means he's either cooperating or maybe kind of cooperating, like cooperating just enough. You know how they do? Again, we just don't know at this point. Now this case, this is the best news. This case has been assigned to Judge Tanya Chutkin. She's an Obama appointee. She was confirmed by the Senate 95 to zero. It's amazing. Incredible jurist. She spent a lot of time as a, a defense uh, a lawyer. Uh, she's a woman, which I did. I think women have a different, different perspective of justice. That's just me. Not better, not worse, just different. Um, and Andy and I will go more into her record uh, this weekend on the podcast on Jack. Now, Pence has put out a statement and in part, he said, anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. So he appears to be using this as a big off ramp to start coming out
2: uh, against Donald Trump a little more forcefully. (laughs) There's a little pause after coming out and I was like, go back in. Uh, Yeah, put him back inside. We do not want him on our side, even if he
0: is. (laughs) Um, That would be very interesting, but no. I've gone over this indictment. I've read it a couple times pretty quickly. I still need to sit down and study it very slowly and deliberately. Um, but it is a lot like what Norm Eisen and his co-authors wrote in their model prosecution memo, except they're using two forty one and fifteen twelve k instead of twenty three eighty three, which is incitation of an insurrection. They don't go so far to as, as to charge him with incitation of an insurrection or under the Insurrection Act, or with seditious conspiracy. Now, I think this trial could, we could see this go um, in March. We know that Alvin Bragg has signaled quite loudly that he is willing to put his falsification of business records felonies case on hold in the interest of justice, which I think he means within the interest of the Justice Department, in case they came out with this indictment. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with some of the filings, and you know, all of this is going to come out. Uh, Neil Katyal believes that the others are uncharged, so they can get this trial done quickly. As I said, Jack Smith wants to do uh, apply the speedy trial stuff here. And normally, and we kind of learned this in the documents case, the speedy trial, right to a speedy trial, is something that defendants usually um, invoke. But yeah, not this time. But it's also our rights as citizens of the United States. This indictment is the United States versus Donald Trump. That's Mm -hmm. us versus Donald Trump. And we have just as much of a right to a speedy trial as he does. And I think we'll see Jack Smith argue that. So that is what's going on. But let's listen to the very brief statement by special counsel Jack Smith today, uh, where he invokes the speedy trial.
1: Good evening. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the US government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our Capitol, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation, and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you.
0: Now, it's of note, Dana, that he mentioned the Capitol Police. That was, in his very short comments, one of the main focuses of his of his speech and how they were heroes that day. Mike Fanone said today, quote, Donald Trump spent his entire lifetime fucking around and he's about to find out. I'd like to think that in some small way I played a part in all of this. Absolutely. Harry Dunn released the following statement. All I've wanted from day one is accountability and justice for the law enforcement men and women who fought bravely on January 6th. As we get closer to the proverbial finish line, I can only reflect on how long this fight has been. I would be lying if I did not acknowledge my numbness with the news of the indictment today of a former president of the United States. I am confident our legal system will handle this case properly. So long time
2: coming, but we are here. We've made it. Absolutely. I know you never wavered. I I know that. I mean, there's days where we were tired. There's days that we were uh, a little bit worn out and beat down, but you never wavered thinking this was going to come. So I'm I'm happy to be here talking about it with you today. Thank you. I'm very glad you're here too, my friend. But we do have more news, don't we? <laughs> we do. There's more news from today, and it happens to be with more indictments. By who, Republicans? Former Republican Attorney General candidate Matt DePerno. And ex-state rep Dare Rendon. They've been indicted by a grand jury facing criminal charges for their alleged role in a scheme to access voting machines following the 2020 presidential elections. That's according to the case details provided by the Oakland County Circuit. This is a quote: This process is ongoing and still not over. That's from Muskegon County prosecutor DJ Hilson, who has been named special prosecutor in this investigation. Now, via email, Hilson told M Live, there is still more to come but it wasn't immediately clear if the grand jury is still deliberating whether to indict the seven others named in the investigation. Nelson declined to comment on grand jury proceedings. DePerno spelled erroneously online as Matthew DeParno. by the way, is facing four charges. Undue possession of voting machine, conspiracy to commit undue possession of a voting machine, conspiracy to commit unauthorized access to a computer or computer system, and willfully damaging a voting machine. Rendon's also facing two charges. Conspiracy for undue possession of a voting machine and false pretenses. Now, all of the charges they are facing can be charged as felonies. That's a good point. Now, DePerno, through his attorney, Paul Stieblen, said that the charges are unfounded and lack merit. <coughs> well, we'll see about that, Stieblen. Uh, Hilson released a statement saying the charging decision was the result of a thorough decision-making process by an independent citizen's grand jury. And that he and his team, and I quote, will be preparing for the next steps in this process. The citizen's grand jury carefully listened to the sworn testimony and analyzed the evidence as required by law, and returned a decision to indict each of the defendants. Although our office made no recommendations to grand jury as to whether an indictment should be issued or not, we support the grand jury's decision and will prosecute each of the cases as they have directed in sole interest of justice. Both DiPerno and Rendon were arraigned via Zoom fascinating world we live in, by the way, on Tuesday and released on a $5,000 personal bond, each standing moot to the charges, according to Stafford Chief Judge Jeffrey Mattis. Now, at the time of publication, DePerno and Rendon are the only ones officially charged, as I said, for their role in this alleged seizing and tampering with a tabulator machine in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. Others who could face indictments, however, include Stephanie Lambert-Juntila, An attorney who has repeatedly pushed to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in Michigan, and Barry County Sheriff Dar Leaf. They're both in trouble here. Gentilla claimed last week on a conservative podcast her lawyer had been notified she would also be indicted for her role in the ongoing tabulator probe. No record of charges against Gentilla were found online as the time of the publication on Tuesday. That could change very, very quickly. Interesting. So it's a bunch bunch of stuff going down in Michigan
0: as well. Um, Somebody else just made a very interesting tweet about who co-conspirator number six could be. And they think perhaps it could be Mike Roman based on his testimony that he gave the January 6th committee and how similar that looks to what has turned up in the indictment. So there's another possibility for co-conspirator six. We don't know yet, but let's go over to how... um, (laughs) How this new uh, now four times indicted, if you count superseding indictments in Miami, is spending his money. His political action committee, which began last year with one hundred and five million, now has less than four million dollars, <laughs> Dana, <laughs> Not After paying tens of millions of dollars in legal fees. The dwindling cash reserves in Trump's PAC, the Save America PAC, have fallen to such levels that the group had made a highly unusual request for a 60 million dollar refund of a donation it meant it made previously to another pro-Trump super PAC. This money has been, had been intended for television commercials to help Trump's candidacy, but as he is the dominant frontrunner, his most immediate problems appear to be legal, not political. Oh my God. <laughs> the super PAC, which is called Make America Great Again, Inc., has already sent back $12.25 million to save America, paying Mr. Trump's legal bills. A sum nearly as large as the $13.1 million the super PAC raised from donors in the first half of this year. Those donations include a million dollars, by the way, from Charles Kushner. Oh, boy. Mm, That's Jared's dad, who Trump pardoned, apparently for a million (laughs) dollars. Wow. And $100,000 from a candidate seeking Mr. Trump's endorsement, also made a payment. The pro-Trump super PAC and the Trump-controlled PAC must be independent entities. They are barred from any coordination on strategy. Uh, So the fact that they're sending money back and forth to each other is just just kind of mind-blowing. Mr. Noti indicated that it would be an issue with the staggered refunds. "Quote: So far, the super PAC and the Trump PAC, that they're sending tens of millions of dollars back and forth, depending on who needs the money more, strongly suggests unlawful financial coordination. Uh, he's now. that's mr nodi is the legal director of the campaign legal center which is a watchdog group they have free, pre- previously filed a complaint about the 60 million dollar transfer saying you guys aren't supposed to coordinate anything and you're coordinating tens of millions of dollars to pay legal fees save america was already under scrutiny by jack smith for paying lawyers representing witnesses in cases against donald the group was seated with more than 100 million that trump raised almost immediately after losing the 2020 election off the big lie, claiming there was uh, widespread voter fraud and the money would be used to protect election integrity or whatever. Instead, it's going toward his legal bills. And, you know, I also think it's it's interesting that we know that this new kind of cooperating witness, Tavares, in the documents case, had a lawyer that was paid for by Trump and then saw you know, people get indicted, got a target letter, dumped his Trump backed lawyer, got a new (laughs) lawyer and is now not indicted. And so what I'm very interested in knowing is if Jack Smith has asked him, and I'm sure he has, hey, did that lawyer that Trump paid for tell you to, I don't know, lie to us, say that you didn't recall stuff when you did, Kind of like what Cassidy Hutchinson told the January 6th committee that her previous Trump paid lawyer did with her. That would be very interesting. And it's currently, I'm sure, still being investigated. So,
2: yeah. Well, speaking of this whole pack money thing, AG, Kyle Cheney has put together this fascinating timeline. Right. So follow this. This is amazing. May 1st, okay? May 1st, Rudy Giuliani tells Judge Beryl Howell in the Shame and awesome Ruby Freeman defamation suit that he can't afford to pay TrustPoint $320,000 to help him with discovery in that case. He even filed an insolvency document with the court declaring that he was actually broke. Now, May 26th, the Trump PAC paid TrustPoint $340,000. Yeah. Okay, interesting. May 30th, Rudy tells Judge Howell his debt to TrustPoint has been cured. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, all right. So there is an interesting timeline right there that it, it sure the hell looks like Donald Trump took care of his little bill there, which is the first time he's paid Rudy Giuliani for anything, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, now you got to kind of wonder if Trust Point is on the up and up. Uh, you know, are they going to actually hand over everything in discovery that needs to be handed over that Rudy Giuliani really, really doesn't want to be handed over? Which mom makes me think that Donald Trump really doesn't want that stuff handed over. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what
2: $340,000 can buy you. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And we had, I mean, Rudy gave proffer for two days, you know, trying to his best not to get indicted, but he is one of the unindicted co-conspirators so far in this new indictment out today. So it doesn't look like he's cooperating all that much. <laughs> so we'll find out more. And I'll be asking Pete Struck about this Rudy trust point payment on next week's cleanup on all 45. Uh, We need to take a quick break, but I do want to say a few words here. So today is the culmination of nearly six years of my life. Uh, After having been removed from my job in the federal government by Donald Trump for combating his disinformation during the Mueller investigation, to defeating Donald Trump in 2020, to preventing the red wave in 2022, to supporting fact-based news and trying to keep everybody informed, I've been fighting for justice, defending the Department of Justice, defending our institutions. And today we're seeing that justice firsthand. In 2021, two years ago, I said this would happen this year and that if it happened in April, that would be fast. So I guess I was technically a couple of months off. But I have said the Department of Justice would go first on coup indictments, and they did. And you have all been there, fighting in defense of the institutions right alongside me. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much. Your um, your support, your kindness, this community, your community, your belief in democracy have brought us to this moment. This is a moment now where Joe Biden is the president. Donald Trump is being held accountable for his crimes. And I'm just eternally grateful, personally, but also as a defender of democracy and as a citizen and as a patriot. So I just wanted to say, I truly love y'all. And I honestly believe we're here because of each other. So thank you very much. And Dana, thank you. You've been here with me since 2020.
2: Yeah, it's been such an amazing addition to my life and I'm smarter because of it. I know more things in our government because of you. I'm more aware of some issues that I wasn't aware of because of you. And I learn every day from you and our listeners and the stories that they tell through our good news. And I think every day this podcast just makes me a more well-rounded human being. And I know I bring a lot to the table and I still learn every day from you and from the listeners when they share their stories with us. So I love being here. Absolutely.
0: Same, 100% the same. I learn something new every day, even if it's just how amazing people are and the goodness of and kindness uh in, in this community um and in this country. There are way more of us than there are of them. And we there can, are indeed. We can keep this up. Speaking of the good news, we have some today. So we're gonna read that, but we have to take a quick break. Stick around, we'll be right back.
3: After these messages we'll be right back.
0: As women, we are no strangers to the ebbs and flows of hormones that accompany our monthly cycles and life stages. It can feel a little overwhelming sometimes so I've been using supplements from MixHers. MixHers is a line of nutritional supplements crafted by women for women. Every product is 100% natural, gluten-free, and plant-based, all without a hint of sugar, artificial flavorings, or fillers. Made with uncompromising quality and your wellness in mind, these products adhere to the highest standards for purity and potency. They have a lot of great options, too, if you're not quite sure which MixHers product is the perfect fit. There's a quick quiz that will match you with the supplements that align with your unique health and wellness objectives. I have been most impressed with the Her Thrive supplement. It has specific ingredients to address hormone fluctuations that lead to a variety of menopausal symptoms. This means it boosts my health and energy and mood while helping me with my night sweats and hot flashes. And on top of it all, it's seriously delicious and it helps me increase my water intake. Having healthy options is important to me and Mix Hers truly delivers. Whether you're seeking pre- or postnatal supplements, menopause support, or even a libido booster for sexual wellness, Mixhers is the go-to source. They truly have the perfect supplement to enhance every woman's health. You've heard the buzz about Mixhers, but this is your sign to give it a try. Mixhers birthday sale is live. Get 15% off site-wide. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? good news And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, a shout out to a loved one, a shout out to our community, um, a small business in your area, an adoptable pet in your area you want to tell us about, or if you have a small business or a book or something, art, something you're creating, we want to know about it. You want to play What the Mutt or What the Heck wine? I'm oddly good at that. Um, I don't understand why, but here we are. Um, And, uh, you know, of course, frog orgies, baby pictures, whatever you want to send us, send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up, from anonymous pronouns he and him, I heard the story about DeSantis possibly facing consequences for kidnapping migrants and thought of this section of Sir Terry Pratchett's book, Carpe Jugulum. Quote, sin, young man, is when you treat people like things, including yourself. That's what sin is. It's a lot more complicated than that. No, it ain't. When people say things are a lot more complicated than that, they means they're getting worried that they won't like the truth. People is things. That's where it starts. Oh, I'm sure there's worse crimes. But they starts with thinking about people as things. That's Granny Weatherwax speaking to the Mighty Oats. Thanks for all you do, Anonymous.
2: Indeed. Excellent. All right. That was so good. This is from Dale, pronounce he and him. This is for Lydia, pronounce she and her. This is to his wife. Thanks for keeping me happily married for two decades. You're such a kick-ass teacher that some folks even recognize it on top of all your work as a mom. Bonus, you're so photogenic. Stay smart and weird. Love you. That was from Dale to Lydia, and I fucking love it. You guys are adorable. And yes, very photogenic. Beautiful couple. Beautiful couple. Okay, you get the next one because there's a baby. Oh boy. Oh my God, not just any baby. Look at this baby. This is from Carolyn pronouncing her. Hiya, Beans Queens. I've been saving this baby in a box picture for Dana. I thought she'd enjoy this cutie who's now almost 30. When she was young, she never met a box she didn't love. I just wanted to send in an appreciation for all you do to bring us the news. You've been part of my daily routine since the kitchen days. I think the orange creature from yesterday's good news is a, a skink, which is technically a type of lizard. Thank you. We thought that salamander apparently is called a skink. Can't wait for justice. And Carolyn, justice is coming. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all you do. And this, look at the cherub cheeks. Look at the little cherub cheeks and this little baby in a box. The curl, the little, it's like- I can't, the Lenny and Squiggy curl. Yep. (laughs) The Lenny and Squiggy curl. It's a Gerber baby.
0: Yes. Absolutely adorable. Thank you for that submission. Next up from Heather, pronouns she and her. Good morning, my queens. First, I want to thank you for keeping me informed and sane as this country tries to circle the drain. (laughs) My friend Maria introduced me to the show about two years ago. I've been a devoted listener for the last year. Last summer, I went through some quote unquote fun medical shit followed by some fun emotional shit while being out of work for six months. It would have been really easy to lose hope last summer given what was happening in this country at the time. But you ladies have kept me informed and optimistic. Now that I'm back to real life, there's simply no time to take in and process the fucking chaos that's going on in the world, so I count on you to make sense of the political news happening around me without making me lose hope. You're in my ears on my commute every morning, plus aisle 45 and Jack. Next, my best friend got me hooked, and it was her birthday last week, so when I heard Dana was coming to Rochester, I snatched up two tickets immediately. Best decision ever. My sides still ache from laughing. The show could have gone on and on, and I would not have complained, though my over-50 self appreciated that we were on the road just after 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I truly did not want to leave because this is the first time in years I've felt such a sense of community. Thank you, DG, for filling that room with so much family, and shout out to straight girl.
2: Yeah, I know I was just talking about. There was one straight girl in the audience that let me play with her from the stage and was awesome, and... Ugh. I know you've got more on this, but I think maybe Heather was talking about Amy's birthday. So this is Amy and a happy birthday to Amy. She came a few days early to celebrate it.
1: Mm.
0: She goes on to say, we've done precious little in public since 2020 and I'm still COVID free despite working in healthcare. Wow. So we walked in wearing our Daily Bean shirts and masks because COVID is on the rise and this Novid doesn't have time to be sick. A woman sitting at the table got up and almost immediately said, I think you're my people. (laughs) Not only was it her first time unmasked for an event, but she's from our area, Ithaca. Ithaca is gorgeous. Mm, I just wanted to throw that in. I've seen her <laughs> shirt and I love it. We had a lovely, if brief, chat. And later we wished we'd gotten contact information to try to connect because I think she's right. If she feels like reaching out, perhaps she will connect us. I was the one in the black beans shirt. I feel that I've lost so much community in recent years. And it felt so good to be surrounded by such a wonderful, diverse group. For pet tax, I submit my ride or die, AKC, UKC, ASCA, champion watermark, party rock. Wow. Queen Bee, my travel buddy, bed buddy, kayak buddy, you name it. She's seen me through divorce and rediscovery of myself, from living in a friend's storage room to the purchase of my new home, has kept me on this planet through many a hard time and has done her damnedest to try to reproduce herself so I won't be lonely when 20 or 30 years from now, she leaves me for the rainbow bridge. She's nine now. The puppy pile photo is her most recent litter of pups here at the house. Thanks both for every fucking amazing thing you do. Keep doing it. Look at this beautiful,
2: gorgeous shepherd doggo. And now rethinking this, Heather, it's probably not Amy that you went with because Amy was with her husband. I remember a lot of things from my show. So whoever your friend is, I hope they had a nice birthday.
0: <laughs> yes, and if you were the person that was from Ithaca and sat down and said, you're my people and you want to reach out, let us
2: know, and we'll catch yeah. with Heather. So totally love this. So, all right, this is from John. Pronounce he and him. Hi to the all uh, Luguman beings out there. Love it. Shout out to parents who help their kids get music lessons. I've taught music both in schools and privately for decades now. Late 2021, in the weeks after my mom's death, I felt a strong need to express gratitude to my students' moms and dads. Often with tears in my eyes, I would thank them for giving this amazing gift to their kids. I suppose as an indirect shout-out to myself, these parents choose me because they place a high priority on kindness, a fun-focused vibe, and relentless positivity, so their kids feel good about experiences with music. I was so grateful to my own mom for supporting my interest in career in music. She paid for and drove me to lessons, and moreover, she listened to lots of practicing along the way. <laughs> I know you understand this with your background in drumming. Yep, parents who buy their kids a drum set are at another level, or aren't how much? or are settling a score with a neighbor, But um that was a high hat hit right there. Well done, John. I did, I was I was in elementary school and I used to drag this giant snare drum from my house all the way up to my elementary school and drag it all the way back down because I started playing drums when I was eight. So if you can imagine this little girl just dragging the <laughs> snare drum case the size of her body up the street a half a mile or probably a mile and then all the way back down. Uh, my, my mom-
0: my poor parents yes. and uh, suffering through my violin lessons um oh. i mean the piano sure i mean you get you get the the furlies in your head for for a, a good year there but um the violin the squeak 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 i was not good at the violin. Yeah. And um, that is a loud, angry instrument. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loud,
2: angry instrument when you don't know how to play it. That is true.
0: It is. Oh, so, man. yes, bless the parents who put up with music lessons. You are the salt of the earth. Thank you all so much. Again, today is a very big day. Um, Dana's going to carry the show tomorrow. Uh, or am I? We really yeah. don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, I might get out of my thing early and maybe I'll show up and and, and we can record another uh, non-studio, non-microphone, terrible audio version of our
2: show. Oh my but God. But I, I tell you what,
0: our producer and our engineer and our sound uh, woman, Desiree, is just absolutely the best. What you're hearing now is the best I can possibly sound in this circumstance, I promise. So thanks to the whole team that does this show. And thanks to everybody that's been involved with this. Um, this is just the beginning. Um, we are going to be following this accountability and justice now for a while. And it's uh, it's going to feed our souls. So thank you. And thank you, Dana.
2: Yeah. You know who I think of every damn time one of these comes down? I'll give you one guess. what? mary fucking trump i hope that she Mm. feels vindicated i know she's exhausted i know that she's got a lot of work that she's taking care of when it comes to her own her own being but every time the sob gets indicted it's gotta like another angel gets its wings i mean she's (laughs) gotta feel some sort of redemption she warned the entire world Mm -hmm. she warned us in her books absolutely and um Sending
0: all the love to her as well. Uh, and again, just thank you, everybody. Um, I, I'm i speechless um, about how much gratitude. I'm, I'm overflowing with it today, so thank you. Uh, somebody will be back in your ears tomorrow. <laughs> One of us. One of us or both of us until then. Please, everybody, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And
2: please take everyone you know with you. I've been A.G. And I've been D.G.